Thanks for tuning in to the simulcast with the pop-off with Martise. We're talking Stranger Things. Turn it off now if you don't want spoilers, if you haven't finished watching it. And then come back to us. Interesting discussion about Stranger Things. We got music from Monotronic, a techno trance outfit. And they are, uh, let's see here. Andre Miro from 2014 can be seen in the first real project in 2019. It was discontinued in order to concentrate fully on Monotronic. That was his early stuff that he was working on. Monotronic is Lucas, who is from a Hessian province. He learned to play the keyboard at an early age, but then ended his lessons, his lesions, his lessons at the age of 15 and started building his own beats on the PC. Monotronic, you're going to hear these guys uh, throughout the show with uh, the song Down by the River, which I found. Well, hey, it just fits the Stranger Things M.O., if you will. And we're going to be talking about it. We've got Martise coming on very shortly here. Monotronic, we also got some great punk for you. um, uh, Local. Uh, When I say local, Pittsburgh local, Rising Seas. uh, And you're going to hear Hook or Crook, which is a great song, and Breakdown, great song. But yes, for now, like I said, it's a simulcast with the pop-off, so you can, you can listen to the show with Martise or with me. Either way, it goes to the same place, which is Society 13, where you find us now on Spotify, um, well, Hipcast earlier, and Electrocast, of course, and Stitcher, and all platforms. Now, as far as these bands, they're available on iTunes, if you like what you hear, uh, Bandcamp, Amazon Prime, Spotify, YouTube. Rising Seas, the two punk rock songs you'll hear later on. Monotronic throughout, and the song is Down by the River. And I want to thank those guys for hitting me up like seconds before I started editing the show. It actually really works sometimes because you're in that moment. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. But also Apple Music, you can find these guys too, as well as Rising Seas. And um, hope you enjoy. And we have a lot to talk about here and a lot to cover, and it's kind of fun, especially if you watched it. At least it's kind of like a... Uh, Ooh, a regrouping and a mourning, uh, we'll say, uh, in, a, in a sense. And we could all feel better about it later. All right, hey, thanks for listening. And you're going to hear more from these bands later on, I'm sure. Uh, we're going to try to get them on and we'll talk more stuff and have some more music. But yeah, again, Monotronic, they were launched in 2016. 
and they were a like i said on the album lost and found this is interesting um they move okay they move between trance techno dance and house music with german lyrics but on their album lost and found vocals were deliberately omitted in order to put more feeling into the melodies I really would like to talk to them about that. I want to talk to this Lucas and Andre Miro at some point um, who sent me the song. That's a very interesting uh, approach. Okay, well, enjoy, and thanks for listening. As always, thank you, iHeartRadio fans, for listening. And uh, Kettle Whistle Radio on Facebook, you hit us up there. We'll talk back to you there. At Fairly Dark on Twitter, eh, somewhat involved. If you hit us up, yeah, I'll probably get back to you. And, uh, of course, kettle.whistle.radio on Instagram. Enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. Bye. This is Mario. And Sarah. From from Spotlights. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Hey, fiends. What's up? Been a long time since we had a a simulcast with the pop-off. With the beautiful Martise. How are you doing, Martise? Hi, I'm good, David. How are you? I don't know. I think you're doing better than me right now. Uh, we both increased our family levels by a little bit lately. Um, that is true. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a new mama once again. Congrats and God bless. What is going on on your end? Well, just the baby and working, and that's about it. And I heard that you got a new dog. Oh, come on. You, you totally so gloss. You, you glossed that over. Yeah, we got a Kojak. It's a Corgi uh, mix. He, he was a rescue. Um, yeah, that's uh, Mr. Benny Tex Thomas from Houston, Texas. Uh, yeah, he's a rescue from Texas. Uh, Corgi uh, mix with um, uh, Jack Russell Terrier, which I've heard I'm going to, um, well, have to deal with. I, I, You know what? So far, he's just a beautiful, beautiful little baby. And we're enjoying him. The new dog, well, Miss Jed is not enjoying him so much. So it's a breaking in period. Now, as for you, now, come on, man. This is a huge change of life. You did it again. God bless you. Uh, What's his name? What's going on? Miko. Miko Giuseppe. Okay. Movie star or comedian? Oh, I don't know. Could be either. Action hero? (laughs) Well, you know what? He's going to be whatever he Okay. I don't know. You don't know yet. I don't know yet. You know what? It's, it's, it's only been five weeks. So he's still, like, developing, you know, his little personality. And, I mean, you know, at this point now, all he does is cry, sleep, and poop. And eat. <laughs> and make little sharks. <laughs> yes. Uh, on that note, yeah, I actually did want to, like, talk about uh, summer and how summer is going um, with you. Uh, there's a lot of points here. Um First of all, have you gotten away yet? Have you seen the ocean this summer yet? No, I haven't gotten anywhere. All right. Do I hear resentment? <laughs> a little bit. Aw. <laughs> no, but we, we will be going to the zoo the end of the summer, which I haven't been to the zoo for, I can't remember the last time I was at the zoo. Really? You? Yeah. Oh, geez. Not that far either. All right, I have a really weird I, several summer things I want to talk about. Now, the whole idea here with the pop off and kettle whistle radio right now, we're talking like Stranger Things at some point. But I need to. I, this is some weird things going on. All right, sharks on the East Coast. We're we're heading up to Cape Cod. We went to North Carolina. A lot of great whites uh, <laughs> heading towards the East Coast. 
What are your thoughts on that? I feel like they're taking the water back. There's a Zai making his uh, podcast debut. And I love it. Yeah. Um, I think that we are doing so much fucked up shit to the environment that we don't know what's going to be happening now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you don't hear about all the things that are happening now 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. (laughs) Right. Okay, well, this is another summertime topic. Um, Aside from my co-host almost being eaten by a bear, which you'll hear on a previous episode. Poor Sean. Eh, That's another story. But, um, okay, this is a weird thing that I have in the summertime. And actually, all the time, now that I think about it, um, mosquito bites. When I get a mosquito bite, okay, I don't know if it's, like, psychosomatic or not. But if I get a bite, like I have right now, my Achilles tendon... The other Achilles tendon will have a bite too. Now, is that mosquito math? Do they just bump and jump? Or is that me developing a new mosquito bite because they bit me on one? And it's always it's always been that way. If I get one on my elbow, there's a, a new one on my other elbow. I've never experienced that, so I think that's on you. <laughs> oh, good. One more thing. Um, and Riptide, folks, not a joke. Okay, we were in North Carolina. This is not a joke. Uh, we were out there swimming in Hatteras, as far out as you could possibly go, and um, the tide will take you. And uh, right now, it's really bad too. You know, don't worry about sharks. The water itself will take you back out, and you can't. You have to swim again parallel to the beach, and it will pull you to shore eventually. Don't panic, because again, certified life safety. I am a lifeguard. If you will, if you will, if you will accept that, and. You cannot swim again because it will pull you the hell out. You'll be tired, exhausted. And while this happened to us, Misty, and we were, there was like five feet between us and it just kept growing and growing and the tide was pulling her out. And um, I just told her, you know, just relax because it's exhausting. You don't realize you're exhausting yourself. And eventually, yeah, she came to me. We got in. But a beach down, three people almost drowned. And that's a real thing. So this is my PSA to everyone out there trying to swim in the ocean this summer. It's rough right now. <laughs> I love the ocean, and I didn't know that you were a lifeguard. Yeah, certified. Yeah, well, I, again, I'm I'm half a century old, but in my time, yeah, that that's you know, that was a summer job. <laughs> okay, now I do have to ask you because this is a pop off question before we get into Stranger Things. How do you feel about R. Kelly versus Jizz Lane and their sentences? I, okay, R. Kelly got 30 years. What did Jizz Lane get? <laughs> Again, I say Jizz Lane. I know. I never um, say her name. I can't fuck stand, her. yeah, fuck her. Again, I, I, I swear, plea bargain, you think she, anyway. Are we going to get get a list of people? Um, no, she was 20. She'll she, off herself before that happens. Oh, interesting. Excuse me. She got 20. He got 30. How do you feel? Uh, like, I don't get it. Okay. So I would like to know more of her backstory mm-hmm. because like, know that R. Kelly had, he, he was abused as a child. And I feel like that's generally what happens when people are predators like that. They were abused as children. Mm hmm. 
So, and again, I'm not saying that it's an excuse, no. but it's definitely something, you know, that needs to be looked at Yes. and needs to be addressed. So this cycle ends. I agree. Um, Ghislaine, it, it, it makes me more sick because Jizzy, because, because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't think, I, I couldn't imagine as another woman. Yes. Luring women in to go through this trauma. Yes. So again, yes. I, you know, was, was she abused? Again, I'm not saying that it's an excuse, but it kind of goes along with the cycle. Yes, it does. You're correct. Uh, yeah. In some cases, because I've, I, I watch a lot of documentaries. Um, the women, it almost seems like they're more vampiric in a way. Like they are, it's almost more evil because like the guys, yeah. the guys are 2D. They're two dimensional. They have no soul. The women that are doing this, they know what they're doing and they're paid to do it. I like, know. you know, we already know it's coming from an evil place and then you're dispatched to create evil. So Jizz Lane, um, I just don't understand. Uh, Okay, do I think plea bargain. Did that happen? Is she going to give up material? I think that that's probably in the plea bargain. But here's the thing, though. People don't want that coming out. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure that she has, like, high-profile Hollywood names. Exactly. But she probably has a lot of high-profile political names. Not just in the United yes. Excuse me, not just in the United States, but, like, around the world. Yes. Agreed. Completely agreed. And... When I say political, I'm talking about both sides. I'm not just saying Donald Trump. I'm not just saying Bill Clinton. No, I, saying, you don't have to say yeah. that. Martise, we understand each other. Um, we don't like anyone. <laughs> and we are GDI, goddamn independent. Yes. So, yeah, it's both sides. And I think the Epstein death kind of says it all. I know. Yeah, he definitely didn't kill himself. No. Nah. Yeah, we yeah. all we all know the truth. All right, all right. So yeah, so yeah. Summer loving happens so fast. All right. Uh, what else is going on with your summer right now? Anything good? I, I'm gonna change the topic here because we got dark, but it's it's out there, and I can't. It's hard to avoid these things. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, no, nothing really else going on in the summer. Just working, taking care of the babies, podcasting. Good. Speaking of podcasting, make sure that everybody goes to uh, the website electricast.com and checks out all of the podcasts that are available there. Absolutely, man. Yeah, we got a lot going on. Um, So how do you feel, uh, being a mama once again, about new mamas that whine, complain about being mamas? I, I don't get to ask this question too often, but I don't get to be a dad. So I'm curious how you feel about, like, young mommies that are like, Oh, I can't deal with this. I have to babysit. Oh, how do you feel about new mommies and your perspective? My perspective is I understand all the sides of it. Okay. Like as soon as I sit down at my computer to try and do something work related, (laughs) my toddler knows and he comes over and he wants to play. (laughs) So it can get frustrating, but parenting isn't all, you know, sunshine and rainbows you know it's it's the hard stuff and you do like if, if you're going to be a parent you got to put your especially as a woman a year before you know your body isn't yours anymore you know I, I I have said through all of my pregnancy I'm like sober living is not for me I do not like a sober <laughs> life I want to have some weed I want to have a beer you know but 
you do it. And it's worth it. But <laughs> if you're not going to do it, you need to rethink whether you want to be a parent or not. And that's okay. You know, there are people who don't want to be parents. That's fine. Right. If you don't want kids, don't, you know, don't have them. It's not something that you have to do and you shouldn't feel like you have to do it. That's a really good message because there's undue pressure on women and dudes, whether you like it or not, that you, yep. you, you have to be a parent to have a life worthwhile. And I think that's absolute bullshit. Um, you could actually be there for your friends and their kids. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And then you get to give them back and you don't have to worry about the diapers and the cost <laughs> and the smelly poop. No, but not just that. Like, But you guys, like yourself, you need us to be there for you. <laughs> right. You no, you're, you're absolutely right because we, you have to have those friends. It can't just be, you know, all, all your kids all the time. You have to have a good balance. You yes. have to have a balance between work, family, and fun. Yes, yes. So it's not like every day you're not like, I'll strangle you with my uterus and vanquish you to the hells of Minecraft. <laughs> you, you don't actually feel that way all the time, right? No, not every day. <laughs> all right, I was, but you do definitely feel it. You was, know, especially, when, you know, especially when you're trying to get something done or you know, lack of sleep and you're tired and there's just crying and... You know, and then you get these songs that they play over and over and over. <laughs> it's annoying, but you know, <laughs> Baby Shark. Listen, we don't, Baby Shark. I'm okay with. As I is into this little, it's a, I, it's a Moroccan kids song, and it's called Ram Sam Sam, and it is so annoying. And I'm, I'll make sure that I send it to you so you uh, so it's stuck in your head. My dad told me. <laughs> A few weeks ago, he said, Martis, he said, I was on the golf course. He said, and all I could sing was that stupid song. <laughs> yeah. Don't give me artillery because I'll probably like 10 years from now, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it back. Um, all right. Let's give it one second here for a commercial break. And we'll get back with Martis from the pop off. And thank you for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio on iHeart Radio Station for all you newcomers. And now rising seas with hook or crook.
the dark. But you should be. There are things that's well here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Okay, I'm here with Martise from the Pop-Off, and we're talking Stranger Things. Uh, hopefully, well, most of you have seen episode eight and nine of, of uh, season four. If you didn't, Martise, uh, we're going to give spoilers out. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. So if you haven't watched it yet, you might want to stop. Yeah, tur- yeah, exactly. Turn the channel, turn the page, uh, do something else and come back to us in like uh, two weeks. But yeah, yeah, spoilers, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about first of all. First off, you're like um, hour episodes versus hour and forty minutes. Right. Um, I, I I personally didn't like it just because, like you know, like I said, if I'm binge watching something, I want to watch and then feel like I've accomplished episodes one, two, three, and four instead of just one and two. Interesting. And I grew up with the once a week episode, so I'm kind of okay. I feel spoiled when I get like six Obi-Wans in a month um, and uh, a whole season of a show. I feel spoiled. So that's like a, a generation gap right there, I guess. No? Um, yeah, I do. well, I mean, you, you, I'm not that much younger than you. Don't say that. So Martise, I'm old. You're young and beautiful. Don't, don't do that to well, yourself. Well, I mean, I, I tried. So I grew up with the, you know, once every week as well. Right. And, you know, if you were lucky, you had a VCR that you could record. I mean, you know, so, but I like being able to, I was so mad that they separated part one and part two hmm. because I forgot about it. And then I got to the end of the first, or I got to the end of part one and I was like, okay, wait, what? Right. And then it's like, okay, so now I had to wait. So then as soon as... I think it was like June 30th. I had to rewatch everything because I wanted to make sure that I was fresh on it because there was a lot going on. Oh, a lot. Yes. 
Okay. Did you like that they were apart a lot of the season, like the two groups? Um. Yeah, I, I kind of expected it because... Uh, all right, as a writer... There's a lot of throwaway characters that just didn't do anything. And uh, even splitting up, like, there was a lot of dead weight. And I don't want to say who and what, but... um no, I, I do. Tell me. Yeah, because I, I, I feel that, once again, in Star Wars fashion, they killed off important characters and left dead-end characters alive. And I think that sucks. So, and that's another thing, I guess. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown did an interview... And she said, I don't like that the whole core group lived. Exactly. It, I mean, it was nice, but then also, like, you killed off Eddie. Eddie was the best part of that season. Thank you. Eddie was my uh, teen years. Um, basically, I, I was Eddie. And, and there were so many clones of us. <laughs> but fun character. Yes, played D&D, had long hair. Heavy metal, and it was yeah. He's he was invigorating. He's passionate, and I don't feel that passion with the other characters. I so I don't know if you got the email that I sent you, but Eddie's character was based off of uh, Damian Eccles from the West Memphis Three. Oh Jesus Christ! So if you don't remember the West Memphis Three, oh uh, yeah, were, I do. There were three guys <laughs> accused of killing three boys, and it was because they were in this satanic cult, and you know the whole um, yeah. The whole satanic panic is what they call is what you know is what they call it, and we know now that just because you have your long hair and listen to Metallica mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're worshiping Satan. Correct. Yeah, that was done by but, Joe Berlinger, who actually had Metallica do the soundtrack to the documentary. And like what they said was that um, anybody who talked about Damian Eccles said what a nice person he was and just kind of like they did with Eddie, you know, no, you, you have to get to know him. He's not like that. He wouldn't do that. Correct. So, Correct. But I did, like I said, I loved Eddie. Um, what did you think about the stoner from Cali, which I never remember his name? Oh, um, um, pretty good. Introduction. Another waste of a character kind of like he had a, he had a van, a job and they got salt from him. Um, funny um not used to the point where like he was more of a beavis and butthead where he could have been pivotal um they he was pivotal when they had to go to his pizza shop for certain ingredients uh which is funny and i love that i love the van i thought he was good he was like the r2d2 c3po comedy um you know just I don't know. He he broke you away from what serious shit was going on, but yeah. I don't think he was used to the point where he could have. Um, he was fun, and you need that in a show like that. So I'll yeah. say yes, I accept him. He was fun, but um, yeah, you know what? Maybe he was balanced pretty well. Now that I think about it, what do you think? So you want to know what I did yesterday while I was rewatching? Oh no. I called the number that was on the pizza van. Of course you did. Because I'm like, there's no way that this is somebody's actual number. It is. So, does it, so is it just like a dead number? No. If you call it, you actually hear that guy yeah. answering the it's just it's, it's, a, it's a recording. It lasts about a minute. Yeah, surf, surfer boy pizza? Was, yes, it was worth the time <laughs> that I took to, to give them a call. Yeah, you need that little, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? They needed that soft core 
thing just to d- uh-huh. deter you from the the absolute isolation. It, it, my God, what is happening? And I really did think that a core character was going to die. Um, I think they should have, and they killed two. I don't want to say peripheral because one is very important, and one was a new favorite, and it. Uh-huh. Both deaths were way too easy. Um, okay, do we talk about Kate Bush? Do we talk about this? Do we talk about no, Matt? Not yet. Hold, hold on, though, because you because you you talked about how the stoner from Cali they yeah. didn't do enough with his character. Go. I don't think that they did enough with Will's character. Uh huh. Uh huh. Also, seriously, like Duffer Brothers, quit with that haircut on him. He is a cute <laughs> kid, and that haircut makes him look ridiculous. The actor that plays him actually said, can we get Will a new haircut? And the Duffer brothers said no. All right, listen, I was around in the 80s. Nobody had that haircut by, uh, uh, well, anyway. Um, Winona Ryder, as a mom, would not do that to her kid. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. You're, absol- you're absolutely right. Baby crying. Oh, well, introduce him. We're good. So this is Miko. Miko is also making his podcast debut. <laughs> Yeah, Martise has her hands full. And you know what? Okay, so Winona Ryder. Yeah. I love her and Hopper. I could have done without the whole Russia thing. Uh huh. And Murray. I, Murray is very Spielbergy, like a very do, safe Spielbergy yeah. character. I like him. I like him. He's funny. But, <laughs> when, but when I rewatched everything, I pretty much fast forwarded through everything in Russia. Interesting. Because it was just like, nah. Did you? But you didn't place the uh, Game of Thrones guy, the man with no face. No. Oh, you're not a Game of Thrones girl, are you? I am. I am. <gasps> oh, his contact is the man with no face. Game of Thrones. I'm gonna have to look that up now. A girl would like to know before she goes to the upside down. You could hear him say it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna have to rewatch that. Now, let me ask you a question. Since we're talking about the split again. Which group did you like better? Did you like Will, Mike, Eleven, and Jonathan? Or Lucas, Dustin, Max, Erica, Nancy, Steve, Robin, and Eddie? Everywhere Eddie went, I was in. I know. I did love him. Because you, well, you you knew guys like that. Um, I was him, and all my friends were him. It was easy, and like just kind of like that guy that you could rely on to like escape. And again, Dungeons and Dragons, huge part of my childhood. Um, and then heavy metal. My God, he lived it. One of the best lines ever when he hands, he hands Steve Harrington his uh, his undercoat from his denim jacket. He's like little modesty. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Let's get into the music real quick. Oh, I know that yeah. You, you know, you got a music podcast. Yeah. What did you think about? I guess the soundtrack. Oh, oh, okay. I was, um, last night I probably listened to Master of Puppets twice and I listened to Metallica more than I have in the past 10 years. It's a rediscovery of why you fell in love with it. You have to watch like somebody younger get into it. And when, I'm sorry, when Eddie gets on top of that trailer and, and he puts that guitar on and he's like, this is it. This is this is the end right here. I'm gonna play fucking Master of Puppets. I did not see Master of Puppets happening, but boy did I feel it. Oh my god, that was so great. That brought me right back to that day, the first time I heard Master of Puppets. 
so let me ask you another question because there has been memes going around that were saying, okay, so Master of Puppets was released March 3rd, 1986. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things 4 takes place during spring break 1986, which is usually mid-March. Okay. So they're saying Eddie had between his Dungeons of Dragons, Ugh. school, and dealing drugs, he had two weeks <laughs> to learn the song on um, on the guitar. Yeah, I know guys that did like, that. Oh, no, that's not, that's not feasible. Well, then I had another friend who posted this. She said, a friend of mine stumbled across the debate whether or not Eddie Munson could have actually learned to play Master of Puppets in two weeks. Let me tell y'all, I've basically been married to Eddie Munson for over 20 years. And yes, it's completely possible. Mm-hmm. In fact, since I didn't actually know this is her husband. In 1986, I asked him uh, if it was possible. And he did, in fact, master master of puppets by ear in two weeks. Easily. Um, I could drop names right now. Um, Michelle Bowers being one, uh, one of my writer friends, her husband did it Yeah, in less than a month. Um, I have friends. I, I played guitar and I went to bass because I wasn't good at it. Uh, I was so funny is that Michelle Bowser was who I was just reading off of. Shout out, Michelle. There you go. Great writer. Great, fear. Fiends of the flesh, babies. Michelle Bowser. And she's got tons of stuff out there. She likes her clowns versus mimes. That's some huh. weird shit. Anyway, no, her husband did that. Yeah. But not just her, man. Um, when I was a kid and I, I was learning chords, I was not quick. I could not learn chords really good and whatever. So I went to bass. But I had friends that could do anything from Iron Maiden in within a month. Um, Master of Puppets stands out because that's a riff everybody wanted to learn between the ages of 14 and 17 when I in the 80s. And I can sit here and I, I know two guys that did it in a week. In a week. So I don't believe... I can't believe that's even like an argument. That's strange. Yeah. Somebody, ha- some I people think- have a knack for it, and they, they really do. And that's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like the people who are saying that that's not possible don't know a musician. No, they don't know, and they'd never picked up a guitar and felt strings on their goddamn uncalloused fingers. That's what <laughs> I. That's how I feel. Um, it's hard, but dude, some people, it's like, it, it's like butter on bread. Yeah. So you mentioned Kate Bush. Do you know that from the time that they released the first episode till the end of June, she made $2.3 million in streaming? You know what? That That's one of my points. I, you know what? God bless her. Because now for you millennials out there and people that didn't listen to radio in the 80s and 90s, Kate Bush was all over the radio on pop radio when that song came out and it was, it, it was there. It wasn't huge, but it was just there. It was like REM there. Yeah. Like you heard it. All right. It's on the radio again. Dun, 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 dun. A song that really, really doesn't go anywhere. It's just really consistent. And being a ministry fan, um, I like that, that steady, consistent rhythm. And this song freaking worked as a soundtrack song. More yeah. than it worked as a radio song, been proven as we speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. two point whatever million she just made. God bless Kate Bush. Hey, go for it, baby. Uh, I'm happy. But what I don't like, what I really don't like, uh, Martise, and this is very personal, are millennials coming up to me and say, "Hey, have you heard that new Kate Bush song?" What the hell? Um... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I'm glad that you brought that up because the director of Thor uh, was doing an interview and he said that they ruined Kate Bush because the what I know. Yeah, they said that this series ruined Kate Bush because these people coming out, they don't really know who she is. Oh, God. He knows who she is. And then people on Reddit were talking about, hey, Metallica, we're sorry that you have all these fake fans now. Fake fans? Right, because now they heard Master of Puppets. And and whoever was um, doing their Reddit basically said, we're appreciative of that because now we have a whole new group of people who, if they like master of puppets, they're going to like X, Y, and Z album. And it's like, you know, music transcends generations. And if you've never been introduced to Kate Bush or you've never been introduced to Metallica, it is new to you. I actually love on TikTok watching. I, I just watched this one guy. He heard pour some sugar on me for the first time and they do a reaction to it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I love the excitement that people get with this music that they're just learning about. Yes. I've seen that with, um, uh, in the air tonight, uh, there were two little black kids, uh-huh. little black boys and they hear it and they're like, Oh, this is boring, you know? And then the drum kicks in, like everybody does the air drums and they're like, uh-huh. and they're like, Oh shit. <laughs> like the first time they heard music, you know, have you seen what? that? They, 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 these two little black boys, they, they're like constantly on these, um, I guess what you want to call intro to music they've never heard. Yeah. Um, so I guess we watched the same thing. What were you were you watching that or like young kids or? Well, this this was an older guy. Well, I'm not okay. older, but he's probably like 20s or 30s. But never heard but, it. Never heard it. Right. Right. Interesting. And I love that because that because it, it was pour some sugar on me. So of course you know I'm I'm standing there and I'm jamming. I'm and I'm watching his reaction and we're bobbing our head the same exact way. And I you know that was. That was, I mean, of course, it was one of the biggest strip club songs, but it was also a huge bar song. And that song reminds me of going to the bar in my early 20s. Now, granted, the song was still older then. It was, yeah. me and my one friend, Franny, anytime that song would come on, we would look at each other, we'd grab a brand new beer, and on the dance floor, we would take our bottle, shake it up, and then we'd spray each other. (laughs) So that happened. It does happen. Now, there was this one bar in Newcastle that every time that we did it, the owner of the bar, he never cared because as soon as it was over, we would go, we would clean up the floor so nobody fell. We did get kicked out of a bar once over in Ohio for doing that. I would think you would. Um, yeah. Uh, anyone I know involved? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I don't think that you have No. That's but, funny. yeah, so it's. You know, great music. I love eighties music. I love that Def Leppard could incite that. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Winona Ryder, oh. because she grew up, uh, you know, in the eighties, and that was you know kind of her era. Yes, she would give like little insights, like if they were going to play a song that was set in nineteen eighty when they were in nineteen eighty three, she'd be like, no, 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 this song didn't come out until eighty five, so you can't play this song here. Good for her, man. I know. Yeah, I, I mean, really cool. she did date a few of them. Um, uh, Dave Pern, uh, Perna from uh, uh, Soul Asylum, who, by the way, Soul Asylum is going to be here in Bethel Park, I think, next week. Isn't that weird? <laughs> That's actually really freaking cool. Yeah, they're doing a free show here in in, in the park itself. Hey, I got to take a break for station identification. I'll tell you why in a second here. But it sounds like you're busy. No, nope, we're good. He just okay. lost his pass. 
Fire. You're going to have to hold out, hold for a second. We'll be right back, folks. Brody Knight from Sprockets, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Folks, friends, and fiends, thank you for listening. And iHeartRadio listeners, thank you for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. We're here simulcast with the pop-off's own Martise, the lovely, gorgeous, new mommy, once again, Martise McCree. How are you? And hey, did you survive that commercial? I did. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all right. All right, so we were talking Stranger Things, and I mean, there's lots of little... We're we're, we're 10 years apart, is that correct? About that, yeah. Yeah, so we have very different ways of looking at this. And if you compare it to, like, millennials, they have a a, a horrible way of looking at it. Um, I... like part millennial just so you're aware i know i know i know i offend you quite often i am right on the cusp so they refer to us as exennials are you sickened by their points of view because you're intelligent or (laughs) you know some but not really because a lot of the stuff i agree with oh you're one of them But, but Okay, so you tell me exactly what you're talking about, and I'll tell you if I agree or not. Oh, uh, no, no. Th- th- just that when they act like Kate Bush is a new band instead of oh, a yes. person no, from the 80s that, that, that was a pop artist, you know. Or they act like, or, or when people are redoing Kate Bush and saying, this version's so good. You know what? The first version didn't sell. She's making millions now off of you guys. <laughs> she was not a big hit. She was okay. Um, so... But so what's kind of related to that? Remember when Katy Perry did the uh, Super Bowl halftime show? Absolutely, yes. Okay, and Missy Elliott came on, 
And everybody's like, oh my goodness, you got to listen to this new artist, Missy Elliott. And I'm like, bitch, Missy Elliott ain't new. No, she pretty much signed all those people. (laughs) But I like that they were introduced to the music. Yes. Okay. You know, but I'm because Missy Elliott, I mean, she is one of my all time favorites. Good point. Martise, very good point. Because I'm happy that kids are discovering Master of Puppets, the song, mm-hmm. right now. So I can't, I'm happy for, hey, Kate Bush, we said two point something million dollars now in retrospect in a song that was just mediocre in the 80s. I just don't like when people say that it's new. Um, I don't want to hear Master of Puppets, oh, that new Metallica song. I never want to hear that. Uh, it's their third record, and it's from like, uh, my God. Uh, whatever. Go back to Ride Lighting, Kill Em All. We'll talk later. But just don't talk like you know the whole catalog because you heard Eddie play Master of Puppets. Pivotal moment. Oh, my God. I, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. Uh, I, but don't tell me it's new. Right. Right. That's all. That's my only argument against millennials. That's it. Um. So what did you think of? What was your... What was your take on the whole season? Did you like this one better than the last three? Um, Martise, I went into the season not wanting to watch it because I was out. I, I didn't care anymore. Um, I was into because it was three years later. Yep. Three years. Yep. Three years. Yep. Yep. Walking Dead, same thing. Still won't watch the end. I don't care. Um, but I, I will say this: the the show is that good. It pulled me right back in. Yeah. I will say this was probably one of my favorite seasons. And maybe it was because of the the metal music. You know what I mean? And thinking back, like going, Oh my goodness, I remember when, you know, when people were scared of, you know, oh my goodness, listen to this music and it's gonna make you, you know, go kill animals. Dun, 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 dun. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it's not going to actually do that to you. As a matter of fact, it'll deter you from killing anything because you're too busy uh, beating each other up. Um, <laughs> yeah. True. Or learning to fucking play guitar. You know, like it, it, yeah. Metallica was way different than the, your usual punk style. Now, it, it, if you go back to Kill 'Em All, and I recommend any newcomers listening to this right now, go back and listen to Kill 'Em All and see where it came from with Dave Mustaine in the bill. And where punk rock and metal blended and listen to jump in the fire. Cause that to me should have been the tune instead of, uh, well, you know what? They picked the right tune, <laughs> but jump in the fire would have been a great one. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. You're right. That, that would have been, you know, it. I, I, I forget how much of a metal head you actually are. I know. I, especially like eighties. Like I have a whole playlist in my phone of all eighties hair bands. <laughs> Yeah, hair bands. Okay, I'm gonna say this real quick, and I'll do it. I I'll do it on my show too. But hair bands. I yeah, I'm guilty. Uh, great if you're in a bar drinking beer. What a great time. Uh, hair bands. If you bought the cassette back then, two songs and a ballad, and then throw it away. Uh, hate to say that, but that was most of them. Not the good ones. There are a lot of good ones. Uh, L.A. Guns, great one. Every song is incredible. Guns N' Roses, I don't, they're not a hair band. They destroyed, I said this before on my show, Guns N' Roses destroyed glam before Nirvana. So, really? that being said, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I guess you're right because they didn't, have, well, I mean, Axl Ax Rose did wear a little bit of makeup. So he was a little glam. They were, but they were mocking it. They were, they were dirty. <laughs> they were dirty. They weren't pretty. 
<laughs> but anyway, so that's that's my bit. All right, so back to Stranger Things. It, it, hey, audience, you just heard the gap between me and Martise. <laughs> we don't agree on that one. Um, all right, so who's your favorite character? Uh, my favorite character was Eddie, of course. Before Eddie, because uh, he's somewhat new. I know, but he's also so likable. You know, like, his smile. <laughs> like, I just love that. This is music. <laughs> right, right. Robin's like, you got me. This is music. That was so MTV. This is the news. You know, it was so perfect. So perfect. So before Eddie, come on. No females? You didn't like? I mean, I love Robin. Yeah. Hold on one second. Uh-oh. Okay. Trouble on the front. I agree. I agree. What, you don't like Eddie? Give her hell. Give her hell. Okay, hold on one second. Let me grab it. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> okay. Um, I love Robin. That was great. What? The, the podcast entry. Oh, yeah. Um, I love Robin. I love Nancy. And I, I also like the two of them together. I liked when they, you know, went into the asylum. Okay. You know, I... I, I, I thought that they were a good combination. But, I mean, everybody else, I liked everybody else. Just, there was, there's not really a, um, one that i really passionate about. Like I said, other than Eddie, which I'm sure that everybody feels that way. I guess. He, well, someone had to go. A uh, little, yeah. little too soon for him. Um, I would have, uh, I would have honestly said that the guy with him in that scene could have went and Eddie I didn't want to say Dustin but sure Um, but I think Dustin at the end has to do his little song with his internet girlfriend I know okay so let's talk about the ending what did you think about it well I want to ask you about Vecna is he was he the Demogorgon uh, the Demogorgon or like does he does the upside down assimilate evil or produce it? Like, I'm confused with that. So, from what I understand, that's what season five is going to be about. Okay. It's going to be about kind of the background of um, the upside down and the background of Vecna, because you figure Vecna was just thrown into the upside down, yeah. and that's what created him. Well, created you know, him as Vecna, not Henry or one anymore. So was... I liked how, I liked how they tied her childhood and being in Eleven's uh, childhood and being in the, uh, being in the, I guess you would call it a hospital. Right. Um, and then connected that to what was going on now. Okay. Now, another rumor about uh, season five is that, Eight is supposed to come back. Do you remember Eight from one of the earlier seasons? Remember when she went to New York? Yes. Okay. So supposedly Eight is supposed to come back and she helps defeat Vecna. Oh. But my question is, okay, so if season five is supposed to be like a prequel, how are they going to have Eight there? And Hmm. if they do have Eight there, 
how are they going to do the other characters? Because by this, by the time that that season five comes out, they'll be in college. Yeah. Well, they're going to come back as adults, I guess, and defeat it like it. Okay. You I think? see a lot of similarities between Stranger Things and it. Well, and yeah, tons, tons. Remember um, Winona Ryder's boyfriend, the dorky one that worked at Radio Shack? Yeah. I can't. Why can't I think of his name? That, that was me. Okay. So he talked about how he was from Maine. Oh. And how um, there was like strange stuff that went on in his in his hometown. So they think that that was kind of like a little hint at it. Well, considering Mike was in it. I know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's the whole idea. Uh, it's a, it's a Spielbergian uh, Goonies stand by me meets it show. And it brings it all together, and they got the music going on, which is great. I'm glad they incorporated, they paid for the music to be played. I like right. that. Instead of the generic bullshit, you got Master of Puppets, you got Kate Bush. There's so much stuff. Like, there should be a Stranger Things soundtrack released on vinyl. I guess there is. But I, You know what? I was actually going to check and see if there was a Spotify playlist, and I forgot to do that yesterday. Of course but there I is. I wouldn't be surprised there was of course there is so uh, i'm curious about vecna is he like the colin robinson of the upside down like i don't know if you watch like what we do in the shadows like is vecna like just kind of like the peon like like he fell through and they're like yeah let's use him and spit him out like like is he a useless they used him or whatever it is on the upside down used him but is there still like something else there that is using people or do they have to have a person to personify the creature? I, I'm so confused. The, the, the way that I took it was that he used the upside down. He because used when it. he when he was talking about how when he would kill as a kid, he would get more powerful. Ah. So I think that once he got into the upside down, he became more powerful because he had the ability and the strength to kill more. So Henry Creel, who was, I guess, just an evil human being. Yes. And yet very likable as a, a character. If you're a kid, you would look up to him, you know? And yeah. that's the idea. What a creepy freaking actor. That guy can never do anything else. He has to be typecasted. And you know what? If you if you look up pictures of him, he, he doesn't look a lot like, like, like they made him look creepy. Yeah. And he, he's actually pretty good looking. <laughs> well, all right. He has to be alluring. A vampire always has to be. Uh, oh, all right. yeah, absolutely. So Brenner, absolutely. so Papa Brenner, uh, Matthew Bodine, um, again, spoilers, folks. Um, dead, gone. We're going to see him in flashbacks, I guess. Probably. You know what? Because if they're going to do a prequel, I wonder if they'll talk about, um, you know, the hospital. Because if they do, then, of course, you know, he, he could come back. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, what we gather is Brenner, Matthew Bodine, Papa, suppressed Henry with a device to hold back his power. Am I correct? That's in... what was in his neck, correct? I, I, I'm thinking that, yeah. Okay. So he suppressed him, and then when Papa died, I, I like, like, I'm confused as to who lost power there. <laughs> okay, so... So, th so this is how I took it. Okay. When he was trying to help Eleven escape, and he, and he said, I can't go with you because I have this thing in my neck. Right. Tracked, when she took it out, that's when I think his powers got restored. Ah. 
Okay, because 11 sent 001 to the Upside Down, which right. kind of, in a way, like like all Jedi, Star Wars, all that bullshit, it started the whole thing. Good yep. presented evil. And, um, and that's why he thanked her. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All yes. right. I have a heavy question for you because um, you're younger. Um, I have – okay. So we're going to get – okay. We've done spoilers. So Max, um, we'll go – let's go to her our, her brother first, Billy. Um, Billy, I feel um, – I feel like his soul was saved in the end. And he, when he was – when his guts were sucked out of his system, um, that when he died, I don't, he was assimilated physically – but I feel like he was saved. His soul was saved. Now, this is a spiritual thing. It depends on how you look at things. Max, what a horrible, horrible fate. Um, again, escaped, oh. escaped, running to Kate Bush. A triumphant song become became a um, a lament, if you will, later on. I, I, I'm very upset that they turned that around the way it did, way, the way they did. And um, she had this horrible fate. Now... Do you feel like her and her brother, like, was, is her soul free? Or is he sucking their souls, too? Um, I would say that he's sucking their souls Oof. because that's how he probably gets all of the information and everything that's in their head. Yeah. Okay? But, but remember, at the end, she's in the hospital. So remember when Lucas, who, by the way. Yeah. Lucas is 20 years old. Yes. And it made me feel a lot better because he's really cute. <laughs> okay. He's a good boy. So, he's a good boy. I, I liked him. So He reminds um, me of one of my best friends back home. Yeah. So what they're saying is that Eleven could possibly have um, the powers to bring people back to life. Because if that's what she did, because that might have been what she did with Max. Oh, shit. You're going all Anakin okay. on me right now. So hold on a second. Okay, okay. Because, because this is also more rumors about season five. I'll listen to you with this, but if nobody else. To bring people back to life, then Vecna may also have the power to bring people back to life. Huh. If, if he does, huh. he may bring back Eddie. And they said that if he brings back Eddie, Eddie would be um, Kai I... from, from, from Dungeons and Dragons. It's, it's basically a, a vampire who fights with a sword and a shield. Interesting. Which is what he was doing. I'm well versed in D and being a, been a DM for more than thirty years. Um, you, uh, you, and Star Wars again. I have to bring it back. You, uh, you, uh, you, you, you diminish um, the importance of life by constantly bringing people back i yeah. i i i don't i love eddie i don't want to see him come back i love max but the the point is that you feel what you feel when they're gone when right. they come back it's like oh well all right well watching hasbro gi joe cartoon again i i can't do that like i prefer them just being gone um but that's just me that's me um yes so supposedly, my, my fault, like I said, Cass, which is a human vampire, and they said that he could come back as Vecna's right-hand man. Huh, huh, huh. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you you went uh, right turn right there. Um, okay. 
Uh, how do you feel about that, though? Exactly. I feel that way, too, kid. So I guess. OK, so I would like it. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, he's saying everything I feel. Rock. Hold on. Let me get him wrapped. That's up. fine. He's my new co-host. We can edit this out. Yeah, no, I'm hiring him. <laughs> Good point of view. Dead is Come dead. <laughs> okay, do, you need, so do you need a break? Would, no, I'm good. Okay. I would like for him to come back. You love Eddie. I, you love him more than I do. I do. But I don't want him to be bad. But I do think that they could possibly, you know, like play it out as... Well, it depends on, if, you know, who, who's going to be there, that somebody could turn him back to the good side. Hmm. That would be Dustin. Yes. Yeah. I love his and Dustin's friendship. Yes. Um, I said something on Facebook, and I mean it. Um, when someone like Eddie dies, they, um, they actually um, portrayed that perfectly. Um, I've witnessed the death of Eddie's, uh, through the years, um, friends of mine. And, uh, yeah. th they always go unsung, very unsung. And when uh, Dustin does his thing, yeah. What kids don't understand. And I say kids under 40, there was no phone. There was no iPhones, internet, Twitter. You didn't know when somebody died, you found out. And, um, he was unsung. Uh, like yeah. they don't even like, have a tribute just Dustin talking to his uncle and oh, yeah. and I, I got news for your crew that's exactly how it would go uh it would go that way they'd find out later oh Eddie died oh well and then move on with their lives because he would be just like one of those guys like oh he was troubled he played D&D &D and listened to heavy metal you know and just buried and that that's it so many guys went that way and um so it was very realistic when he went and the way he went, uh, it was, I felt it and I don't want him to come back. I think it should go the realistically how he went. Uh, but that's how I feel. Of course I want more Eddie, but meh. I, I like what he said with Steve, um, Steve Harrington. <laughs> Did you catch that, um, that moment where he had more hair in his chest than he did the season before? <laughs> No. Well, Max picks up the binoculars. But um no, they somebody says it. I think Dustin. Somebody says like, "Oh, you got all hairy." And he's like smooth as a freaking like, oh, weasel. I do remember that. Yeah, I like he has I, I didn't pay attention to look. I'll <laughs> yeah, he, do that. he has no hair. I'm Italian. Here we got hair on our chest. But like zero hair and like a season later, I think that was an inside joke. Because Steve Harrington, the actor, is like 32, I think. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. Right, right, right. Yeah, funny, funny. All right, hey, this was fun. A good romp. Oh, hold on a second. Wait, one last thing. One last thing. Oh, you got oh, more. The theory that I read. Okay, oh, we please. Talked about how Go on. Series number eight could come back to fight Vecna. Go on. What they think happened. Remember in episode one when they were playing... Um, when Hellfire was together and they were doing the dun uh, the Dungeons and Dragons battle. Absolutely. Okay. And Dustin didn't roll the winning roll. Oh. But Erica needed a 20. Okay. <sighs> and when they got that 20, that's when they killed the big... Um, Demogorgon. Well, 
Okay. Yeah. So what they're saying is, um, so 20 needed to kill Vecna, roll a 20 to kill Vecna. So with 11 and then eight, 11 plus eight equals 20. So they think that the whole dungeon, the whole Dungeons and Dragons game was kind of foreshadowing how it was going to work. And that is true. There's truth to that. Um, you're yeah. doing monster math right now, which I find extremely exceptional for uh, someone that probably never played D and D. No, I didn't. I didn't. Did you? Did you play D and D? No, I didn't. Oh, honey. <laughs> Someday, I'll bring you guys over, okay. man. Uh, trust me, uh, I'll put Eddie to shame. Anyway, but respectfully. Right. Yeah. So interesting. So you, wow. So there's some math with, with the, the actual dice. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that that was kind of interesting. I love when people think ahead. Yeah. To everything and all the little minute details that they put together for a show. I love that. It's important. Um, what's, it really is. What's great about that is when you do it and, um, and I do write. You go back and you re like I never reread or rewatch anything I do or re-listen. But if I do, you get those little Easter eggs like, oh, shit, like I did that for me or someone I know and they might have yeah. gotten it. You know, it like little. Yeah. The definition of Easter eggs. That's why I love rewatching and rereading. Now, I will say they did leave a lot because we're ending right because we're ending. They let the ending of the show left a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Like, is Nancy with Steve or is she with Jonathan? They never answered that. Who would you prefer? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't like Nancy. I, I don't care for her. Really? Oh, I like Nancy. I I mean, she's just kind of well. All right. You know what? I lived the '80s. I don't want to live it again. So that, when I see these people, I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. So Nancy, she's cool, but she's like every girl that turned down Eddie Munson, and then in retrospect said, "I used to like you." Yeah. Fuck you. I'm just over it. All right. So you prefer that she's with. I don't have an answer for that. You I just really... want to know who she's up with. Because I do like them both. That's, oh, Martise, come on. If you had to. <sighs> come on. If, okay. If I had to after watching season five, I would probably say Steve. Just because they were together so much, <laughs> so much more. Yeah. There's more passion but there. I love, but I love the relationship that her and Jonathan have as the writer and the photographer. Interesting, interesting. You know? Oh boy! So, uh, but I, I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do next because they're not going to stop. I think she's going to die, and she won't get either one. Okay, I mean that would work too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you can't, when you, when you personally can't pick which one, the writers can't either. So they'll they'll right. kill her off and uh, right. say we're not going to do this. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm excited to see you know what's what's to come. Uh, what is your foreseeable death outside of, well, that one that I gave, but who do you see dying? Give me two. Give me two. I see Mike dying. Yep. Just because of the relationship between him and Eleven. And I feel like if he does die, that would give her like more fuel. Right. The fight. Right. But, um, 
I don't want Will to die because they haven't done enough with his character. Not enough. No. Yeah, he's got something hiding. Um, that's yeah. going to be very powerful, I think. Uh, I say Mike. Um, they're not going to kill another girl. It'll be Mike. Uh, who else? Um, I think the older brother will die for his brother. Jonathan. Okay. Oh, you know what? I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, because that little so then has, has no choice, has no other choice but to stay with Steve. Exactly, okay, and bye. what we haven't talked about uh, when 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 he looks in the rearview mirror at his brother with Mike and he sees like uh, Will's pain, we'll say. Yeah. Um, I felt right there is the premonition that he is going to sacrifice himself for his brother. See, and that's the thing they didn't go into that enough. They really like, didn't. Like he had. Okay, so what it could look like is that, oh, Will is in love with Mike. And mm. I don't feel that because I feel like that's too on the nose. That's right. too, like, open and done, you know. But there's going to be something. But I, like I said, they didn't do enough with Will's character. Correct. Um, I feel like now, as when I was a young man, you've been in that situation many, many times. And you mix it up, D&D, toys, sports, girls. Um, and you do kind of figure out sometimes when a dude is like, all right, he just wants to hang out with me. Um, it does happen. And it's kind of a difficult situation for a young man to figure out. And I think that as uh, Netflix, they tested the waters to see what people would think and how they would handle that possible situation. What do you think about that? I think that's, I think that's a definite possibility. Yeah, they're but testing it. People, like there, like there are a lot of people who, if you don't have a lot of friends, mm-hmm. um, your best friend is like, I, yeah, life light. Right, but okay, this is this is gonna sound kind of cheesy. Your From soulmate, you? No, no. I don't believe that your soulmate is necessarily your partner. You know, mm-hmm. I think that friends can be soulmates. Of course. You know what I mean? Of course. So of I course. think that, 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 that for Will and Mike, that was them. And so maybe it wasn't like, oh, I'm in love with him, but oh, I am losing my friend. I'm losing my soulmate. Right. You know? Or... Especially, especially at that age, like, if you don't know what, what to do in that situation. Right. You know, or, or how to handle not getting all of this person's attention and, and things not being, you know, how they used to be. Right. Oh, my God. It's so much more complicated than girl and guy like that. You can figure out. But a boy, you know, also, too, we don't know. Maybe he's in love with Eleven. That's far reaching. (laughs) He's jealous of Mike. I don't think so. Um, When he's crying with his head against the window, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. He's feeling something else there. Um, And if the directors take us a different way, then they were deterred from going the causeway that they were going to. Yeah. I think. So I think, yeah, Netflix was testing the water on kids going through that, which is kind of important now. I can't imagine it's, it was never like part of my life, but yeah, I've had friends. Oh my God. Before I was 15 that, yeah, we, we knew they were gay and it was okay. Um, You know, it, 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 
whatever, kick the soccer ball. We're still playing sports. We're having right. fun. We're going out. You know, you don't like girls. Who cares? We like the same toys and cartoons. Who cares? Who cares? But it's not really – that hasn't been addressed until maybe just now? Yeah. What do you think? Was I don't watch CW. Um, has this been addressed in other other media with kids dealing with their possible alternative – lifestyles i think now it's a, it's a lot more common especially because now you have so many reality shows uh, with you know um transgender kids and you know things like that so i think that it was it, for the 80s it would have definitely been new territory yeah and also i mean don't forget robin's gay too right yeah yeah but she that that was not a problem isn't that interesting how that was not how that went like because she's friends with Steve, it's okay, you know. But this guy, you know what it is? It's because she's a a woman, right? And because when it comes to you know um, sexuality, it's much more accepting for a woman to be lesbian or bi than it is for a guy. And for guys to accept it, right? Yes, right. yes. Oh yes, it's, it's a lot easier for for a guy to say like, oh. There's two girls kissing on screen. Okay, whatever. But if it's two guys, they're kind of like, oh, I don't want to see that. And it's like, you know, <laughs> it ain't that big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the page. Um, right, exactly. And you do know that Robin is the daughter of Ethan Hawke. Yes. She looks just like Ethan and Uma. Both of them combined together. She, she's fun. She's fun to watch. I, I know. I really like her. I her, really like her. Her and Steve were like. Yes. They're a great combination, and I love that. Well, I love their friendship. Yes, the womanizer is best friends with a lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't get that in the eighties, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's something funny. I'm going to say this to you because I can only say this to you. In the eighties, okay, slasher films. The people that died first were black guys and oh, yeah. long-haired white guys. Now, if you smoked pot or had sex, you were Done. dead. Now, if you were a black, long-haired guy smoking weed and had sex, you were done in like a minute. <laughs> but you know who do you know who turned that tide? No. Oh, yes you do. LL Cool J. He survived three horror movies in a row in the 90s and broke the frickin' mold. Okay. Yeah. What movies? Why don't I remember them? Well, stupid Halloween. I don't want to say H2O, but um, uh, yeah, da, 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 the shark movie, uh, please. Deep Blue Sea. Uh, he gives his okay. little omelet statement. Um, and a third one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they stopped killing black guys. But long-haired white guys? Oh, dude. You are dog food. <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget. Also, the girl with the big boobs, the girl that will show her boobs on on screen. She was always killed off. Yes, and there were usually two. Um, now, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna plug myself right now. Uh, Patrick Ray, who I just interviewed, director, horror movie director, great guy. Um, all his lead characters are female. There could be three, four, five, all female males. Eh. They're in the films, but they're not as important as the women. Strong ass freaking women. Arbor Demon, Nailbiter, 
Uh, they wait for us in the dark. Uh, just interviewed again. We talked about that film. Um, but he comes from a strong background with strong women. And uh, again, I'm Italian. You're Italian. You you have these women in your family, and you, he fed off that and wrote them into his scripts. Now there's no final girl. I'm tired of final girl. I hate that term. Like, oh, yeah. good, we know which one she. Oh, the high billing actress will survive at the end. Boo. No, he has final girls. All right, there could be three. You don't know which one's gonna make it, and that's film. Yeah. That's film. Patrick Ray. Okay. On the next Kettle Whistle Radio. Pop off. What do you got going on, Martise? Um, so I got a lot of stuff going on. I am going to be interviewing uh, very soon a waxer. <laughs> Brazilian? Yes. What? I, I was joking. I, she, she, she has a TikTok page. I reached out to her because she would put like funny stuff like that, you know, like the people would say when they were getting waxed. <laughs> Can you get sound plugs? Can you get sound bites? It's like of the rip. <laughs> Please. Listen, it is not like how TV shows it. I know. It ain't that bad. It's always boring. Listen, I have been waxing my face since I was probably about 13. You don't I'm have to do that. Okay. You don't, what, what, what? You don't have to yeah, do I that. Yeah, I know. I know you're going to be like, no, Marty, you don't have a mustache. I know because I wax that shit. <laughs> okay, you said it, not me. I, yep. My, my my sister, from the time that I was, like I said, an early teenager, she started doing it for me because, you know, she knew. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You're bold. <laughs> uh, I, well, you know, I do what I can. <laughs> yeah, you do. All right. So uh, upcoming shows, nothing to uh, promote? Bra- uh, Brazilian, course, Brazilian my, wax um, sound effects? My uh, well, I do want to promote uh, the radio station, uh, Hot ninety five. I'm on the Hot Mess Morning Show yes. from six to ten, and you can find all of our radio stations at Autolist.com. We have a pop station, a urban station, a, a um, an R and B station, Christian station, rock station. We just we have a new one too. It's called Spin ninety five. It is a um, old school hip hop and R and B. Nice. Like like nineties and early two thousands. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Oh. So check out all of the uh, all of our radio stations at autolist.com. And of course my social media, Instagram and Twitter at Martise M. All right. As always, folks, I'm at Fairly Dark. I'm getting more progressive with that goddamn Twitter because Facebook wants to get rid of me. But yeah, Facebook, if you want if you're into Facebook, go to Kettle Whistle Radio on Facebook and Twitter again at Fairly Dark. Instagram, kettle.whistle.radio on Instagram. And, hey, burningbulbpublishing.com for all your horror needs. And, guys, girls, if you like horror, please, Dwelling in the Dark, I'm telling you, 11 short stories of horror. I'm pitching it to actual directors these days and um, getting some, yeah, I'm getting some attention. Uh, so I have to recommend if you like short stories, Dwelling in the Dark, it's on burningbulbpublishing.com on Amazon, The Fall of Tomorrow. If you like Stranger Things, I was ahead of the game about 12 years ago. So Fall of Tomorrow by David J. Fairhead, if you're interested. Thanks for listening. iHeartRadio fans, thank you for listening. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, and Martise, where are you? You're everywhere, right? Stitcher? Everywhere. Wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. 
And uh, hey, thanks for listening. We love you. And Society 13, man, hit us up. Society 13, redefining podcasting.
If you're a working professional wondering what's next for your career, you've come to the right place. Whether you're looking for a promotion, growth, or a potential career transition, look no further. With over 30 years working in a variety of industries, I share my insider knowledge with those ready to get ahead on Career Advancement with Craig Ansell. Tune in to get your strategies for success. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid. 